And how you guys doing? Welcome to this edition of Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. It's actually the first segment. Don't forget to go over to MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com immediately following this video for the second part of the show with China Dow. It's Monday, baby, and I know how all you guys feel about Monday. So do I. Trust me. I can't stand it, but we got a pretty interesting uh, first segment today. I actually wanted to start out with a preview of a video I'm going to be releasing this coming Saturday, and that has to do with the question, if a police officer is using an excessive force on you, do you have the right to self-defense? Then we're going to go into uh, some news happening in Canada. I guess there was a huge bust up there uh, involving the Hells Angels and the Red Devils. But let's get on to this subject. Can you use self-defense against a police officer? Now, this question came to my mind because I've been watching this trial uh, happening up in Minnesota. And I have to say, if you're looking at all the pictures and stuff like that, the guy's knees on his neck. He don't even try hiding it. He, you know, there's one picture of him just looking around like nothing's happening, knee directly on his neck. And there's a big debate in this country, and I believe it was Maryland that just rescinded law enforcement's bill of rights as it was called i think it was passed in the the 70s or late 60s something like that after a supreme court uh decision we'll be going more into that on saturday's video uh but i just wanted to give a sneak preview and raise some uh questions about this because what do you do if you feel threatened your life's in jeopardy and it's law enforcement and doing it. Now, there's been a lot of test cases about this, but nothing concrete. And this is one law, if they're going to be addressing police reform, I think needs to be taken in consideration is self-defense. Because who wants to lay there while they're getting pounced over the head by some nightstick or by some fist and just let it happen just because it's a cop doing it. Now, that ain't right. I don't believe it is, man. I don't believe that's the kind of behavior that you have in a civilized country like the United States. That kind of stuff is only supposed to happen in communist, socialist, and third uh, world countries. That's not supposed to be happening here. But the problem is, you had African Americans dealing with it uh, since, <laughs> since they got here. You've had uh, Hispanics dealing with it. And other races dealing with this kind of brutality. As well as bikers. Now, what happened in Waco, Texas... With the Kazakh Bandito deal at Twin Peaks, I believe was excessive force. And I'll even contend it was outright murder. Outright murder. 
Now, there's been four bodies that were attached to them cops' guns. Anything happened? No, nothing happened. Because guess what? It's in a state that is law enforcement friendly. Now, you're hearing about all these crying and whining of cops wanting to retire early. Or they don't want to be a cop anymore because they're taking away the liability shield. I believe in Maryland it was 440000 uh, Now they raised it up to 850000 that a cop would be liable. Not to mention a 10-year prison term. Now, do cops, are they being held accountable? I don't know. We're going to see out of this uh, Minnesota deal. The Minnesota deal to me, and again, I'll talk more about this, is a messed up case. I don't care if the dude passed the bad 20. I don't care if the dude was hired in hell. What I care about was the cop's action when he was putting his knee on his neck. Now, I can understand you put your knee on somebody's back. But when you're putting your knee on somebody's neck, you're cutting off all freaking air. Of course, after five or ten minutes, dude's going to pass out and he's going to die. So, yes, somebody like that should be held accountable. Now, if you've been watching the prosecution's case in this deal, they've been tripped up a bunch, man. Uh, the defense, they've been putting a lot of reasonable doubt, which, you know, if you have reasonable doubt, you're not supposed to convict. But if you actually go off of what you've seen then there shouldn't be no doubt on the way he treated him. Especially, I don't know if it was him or one of the other cops, but knew this guy. Knew him from a bar, worked with him, something like that. So, there was issues between the two already. So, yeah. He might have been pissed off about something. Next thing you know, he's pushing on his neck, pushing on his neck. Now, they do say about the fentanyl and all that stuff, but we'll see. Him aside, what's expected of us, Let's us as bikers, if you're getting pounded on? Now, everybody knows most bikers are alpha males ain't going to take that crap. You know, I always said I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6. That is especially true in a situation like that. I believe you have the uh, right to self-defense. I don't care who's wearing a badge and who's not. Now, there is some good material on this stuff. Uh, I got something from uh, the colelawteam.com. Uh, and here's some stuff they say you should be doing to protect yourself. Personally, I think you can do all this stuff that they're talking about and you're still going to be put in a position where you can lose your life. So let's go over this a little bit. I'll give my uh, thoughts. You give yours in the comment section. It goes on to say uh, dealing with police. Talking to police can be stressful and uncomfortable, even when you've done nothing wrong. Boy, do we know that feeling, don't we all? When you're sitting there getting profiled because all you're doing is riding a motorcycle. 
Next thing you know, they're hitting those cherries and pulling you over, giving you all kinds of hell. They want to search you just because they think you're wearing a patch, but all it could be is a freaking hog patch or an A-Bay patch, something like that, but they're too stupid to know the difference. The situation is only worse when we can... Uh, constantly listening to news stories of bad encounters, police brutality, and overall bad cops. And yes, there are a lot of them. Like I said, for every club member that goes down for something, I guarantee you I can find a cop that done something worse. You may be wondering what your rights are when talking to police and how to protect yourself. Then he goes on below. The information is what they're telling their clients to do when interacting uh, with cops. They say the most important rule is to always be calm and polite. Calm and polite. Most people are. And I'll argue even bikers that get pulled over are polite. It is the officer and his attitude that escalates the situation. Look at Kopi's bar, for instance. That is the one in Pittsburgh where the cops were getting all drunk beforehand, and they started running their mouths to the pagans. Pagans didn't know they were undercover or whatever the hell it was. But they got away with beating on the pagans. They got scot-free. They were not charged. Why? Because it was the pagans? That was police brutality caught right on tape. We've actually interviewed one of the witnesses that were there, one that filmed it, saying they didn't do nothing wrong. It was the undercovers that kept on coming up to them and pestering the crap out of them. Because if you watch the video, you could actually see that the pagans were being cordial. Even the most professional police officers can become aggressive if they feel threatened. Define threatened. Seriously, define that. Because it seems like these guys are threatened when the wind blows. It's like their dick gets hard when they feel like they're going to start whooping on somebody, if you will. Always be mindful of your language, tone of voice, and body language. Mindful of your language, tone of voice. So basically, you gotta be a bitch. That's what it's saying right there. You can't talk to them like a man would talk to another man. You gotta make yourself less superior than them in order for them not to feel threatened. It may feel frustrating to have to be respectful if you feel they are not respecting you in return. Yeah, you're damn right. But it goes on to say, uh, being calm and polite can stop a bad situation from turning worse and ensure your safety. 
You know, one thing that uh, really got me, and it's like uh, when I talk to BD, young black kids are taught from a very early age about cop interaction, especially when it comes to being pulled over by the cops. They're taught to put their hands on the wheel right away where you can see them. They're taught to do this, be respectful, be calm. And that's some scary stuff in this country. Nobody should ever have to feel like they got to teach their kids at a young age how not to get shot by a cop. But that's actually what's going on in this country. People are getting shot because cops feel threatened. Sad stuff, man. Now, police like to see your hands for their own safety, so avoid reaching for your paperwork before they ask. Having your car lights on at night is important so police can tell you are not armed. These guidelines will ensure police you are not a danger and will hopefully have a positive impact on your encounter. One thing to note is that police can legally order you out of your vehicle. So you should comply when asked. Hmm. Really? They do have a decent thing over here about uh, five things you should remember in a traffic stop. Maybe I should throw that in the Saturday's video as well. Now, this happens to bikers all the time. If the police are pressuring you, uh, pressuring you to, into a search, asking you questions, or generally hassling you, boy, does that sound like a profiling stop, doesn't it? You should ask if you are free to go. Simply ask, quote, are you detaining me or am I free to go? They're going to give you a big attitude as soon as you uh, say some shit like that. Unless the officer is planning to detain or arrest you, they should let you leave. This also establishes that the encounter is not voluntary, which will help you later if you end up in court. See, the problem is with that, is people have to go through these encounters, and if they do get arrested, then next thing you know, you're fighting for your life, man, as far as years lost, money, job loss, the whole nine yards. It should never have to get to that point. And what you have to worry is when you take a, uh, a bench trial during something like this, is... The court system, they automatically side with the judge or with the cops, and that's some BS right there. Uh, they say not to do is not assert that you know your rights. Why? That's a question I'd have. Why? Know a high-powered attorney? Yeah, that'd piss them off, or something similar. Uh, yeah, never tell them that you screwed their mother the night before. You, you know, you tend to go to jail on that one. Uh, you don't want to seem hostile or make the officer angry. Hmm, so now, because they got a badge, they got a gun, they're gods is what you're saying. We can't say something to them because they might get angry. I get it. 
Instead, show them you know your rights by asserting them calmly. Do not waive your rights. One thing that has always messed me up. The police can and will legally lie to you. But it's alright for them, but it's not alright for us. Good uh, decision there, Supreme Court. Never let false threats or promises trick you into waiving your rights. Basically, your name, your birthday, I want a lawyer. I don't know how many times I gotta tell people that one. Now, while this may seem like a no-brainer, never run for it on the cops, running can indicate there is probable cause you committed a crime. Uh, during stop and frisk, you may verbally assert your refusal to consent. However, never touch an officer or physically resist. If you touch an officer, it can lead to you being tased, beaten, or charged with felony assault. So they can beat your ass, but you can't defend yourself. Then he says, never tell them you're going to file a complaint or ask for their badge number. Uh, man, uh, your most important rights when dealing with cops is the Fourth Amendment, that search and seizure. The Fifth Amendment, pleading the Fifth. You guys know what that is, hopefully. Uh, the Sixth Amendment, your lawyer up. And then you, they say, uh, after everything, go ahead and report to police misconduct. Uh, then uh, make sure that uh, you contact the lawyers, basically what they're saying to you. Which, hey, that's a good article. Uh, again, I might have to just put uh, that five things to do during a traffic stop on uh, that video on Saturday. Sad state of affairs when you have to worry about losing your life because some prick cop wants to play the God card. And if anybody's ever been pulled over on a motorcycle during a profiling stop, you know what I'm talking about. They don't even walk up to you calmly. They're dicks when they first come up to you. And then they wonder why you're a dick back. But at the same time, you're saying, well, wait a second. They're doing this shit on purpose. They're just hoping you get out of hand. Sad state of affairs. Now, let's go to uh, this big bust up in Canada. Let's listen to a little bit of their press conference. Then we'll go into uh, a little bit of more what was charged a whole nine yards. So let's listen in. Ontario and into the province of Quebec. Drug trafficking and firearm trafficking. The criminal networks involved a number of members of the Hells Angels from the Brooklyn and Belleville Charters as well as the Red Devils Motorcycle Club. Charges include offenses related to the participation in a criminal organization, trafficking of firearms, trafficking and possession for the purpose of trafficking in controlled substances, including cocaine, fentanyl, methamphetamine, and cannabis edibles. Along with the quantities of fentanyl, cocaine, and methamphetamine, investigators all... Okay, I'm bored already. <laughs> Anyway, let's go to uh, this, uh, they're calling it Project Kakia. Uh, three area men charged in connection with investigation into organized crime, Hells Angels, and the Red Devils. This out of Belleville, Ontario, Canada. 
boy, it seems, it seems like they're always busy bodies up there. But I guess this had to do with all kinds of crap, man. All kinds of agencies. I guess what they would call the feds up there is like the RCMP, uh, local, all that kind of jurisdiction stuff. Now, there was 28 arrested, 291 charges laid, 55 search warrants. Woo! Uh, here's some of the seizures. Uh, shotguns, rifles, handgun, $290,000 in currency. Overcapacity magazines, suppressors, flash grenades. Uh, it was actually interesting. I was looking on YouTube yesterday, off subject here. Uh, the UK... The guy was showing off some of the firearms that they could have over there. Man, it's like Daniel Boone days over there. I feel sorry for him. Uh, I guess bulletproof vests are illegal. $148,000 in stolen property. Uh, five uh, motor vehicles. Uh, then they had the club's clothing, cannabis, blah, blah, blah. Numerous individuals are facing serious charges at the conclusion of Project Kakia, a Durham Regional Police and Royal Canadian Mounted Police joint investigation into organized crime within the region of Durham and surrounding jurisdictions. This was a six-month multi-jurisdictional investigation led by the DRPS Gun and Gang Enforcement Unit in partnership with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Transitional Series and Organized Crime Unit. Can't you guys come up with anything simpler than that, man? That's like a mouthful for me. Come on, give me a break up here. Uh, they say the criminal networks involved a number of members of the Hells Angels uh, from the Brooklyn and Belleville charters as well as the Red Devils. Uh, the investigation also provided information related to a homicide that occurred in Oshawa, on the 29th of November 2020, which resulted in the arrest of Brady White for his participation. Uh, then it goes into who was arrested, where it was arrested. Then they're all over there jerking each other's peckers. Hey, you did a good job. You did a good job. All that good stuff. Now, uh, this again was uh, from the police. Uh, I ain't going to even go over that one, man. That's redundant, if you ask me. Uh, now, another thing. A longtime Hells Angel sentenced to nine years for drug trafficking. A uh, large drug trafficking network in St. Uh, Jean-Sur-Whatever, which your freaking French stuff, man. Hey, I put it in uh, the captions and stuff, but I can't freaking talk freaking French. Anyway, uh, for his leading role in a drug trafficking network that operated in that jurisdiction, uh, Claude was 53, a full-patch member of the uh, Biker Gangs chapter. Uh, yeah, right. Has more than five years left to serve. Had been detained for exactly two years while awaiting the outcome of his case and served some of the time under lockdown because of COVID-19. You know, everybody's got their freaking cases going three, four years because of this COVID-19. It's like, really, you can't put on a freaking mask and get these trials going? I don't know. Uh, during the sentencing arguments held in February, the prosecutor asked uh, him to be sentenced to an overall prison term of 12 years. 
She argued he chose the life of being a member of the notorious outlaw biker gang and noted he has been a hell's angel for two decades now. Uh, then the defense lawyer suggested a sixth prison, uh, six year. So basically, they went in the middle. That's what they did. <laughs> now, look at this, man. This was like, holy cow, are you crazy? I couldn't believe this one. Court tosses search warrant for Hells Angels Surrey Clubhouse by Kim Bolin. Uh, the judge says police did not have sufficient grounds to search a Hells Angels Clubhouse last November, despite a biker prospect found in a Jeep nearby with two low, uh, loaded firearms. Now, it seems like some of these judges in Canada is waking up and saying, you know what, enough. Enough with your illegal searches. Enough with your harassment. Some of these judges are waking up. Uh, the Justice uh, Miriam Groper sided with lawyers for the Hells Angels Hardside Chapter in question a search warrant executed on the 20th of November. Rock and roll. Uh, the warrant was issued hours after, and we covered this, uh, a prospect and brother's keeper gang associate uh, crashed a Jeep just a few blocks from the clubhouse. When firefighters arrived just after 8 a.m., uh, Menender, believed to have been driving, had fled. Uh, the other guy was at the scene uh, wearing his Hells Angels prospect vest. He was also found with a small bag of what was believed to be cocaine. Uh, you think he would have got rid of that just a little bit faster, don't you? Uh, then he had two uh, loaded firearms, both uh, prohibited. Uh, then they were talking about Baca and all that crap. Uh, but anyway, uh, looks like uh, the club's got a win up there, man, from a judge. Awesome stuff. Now, here we go. Here we go. Prosecutors say Downs man illegally possessed firearms, so cocaine as part of gang involvement. Uh, they got this wrong already, and I'll tell you why. Uh, a Downs man faces 12 uh, charges for cocaine delivery and possessing a firearm as a convicted felon, deriving from his involvement in a local motorcycle gang. Uh, the dude's charged with seven counts of unlawful delivery of cocaine, one count of unlawful possession of a controlled substance with intent to deliver. Uh, then they told when the deliveries took place. Uh, prosecutor in court Thursday said local authorities had been investigating the D.C. Eagles Motorcycle Club, a one-percenter motorcycle club. They are 99%ers NFGs. They are actually the first ones that you can say coined 99%er no fucking good. So they got that wrong right there as far as I know. Unless they freaking changed. I don't know. Uh, he was one of nine members who have been arrested as part of the investigation. Uh, he has a uh, bail of $50,000. 50 G's, baby. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you see how uh, they usually get some stuff wrong, don't you? Again, uh, the DC Eagles, they were the original 99% uh, deal. They actually put a diamond on, and it was 99% NFG. Uh, I guess 
uh, you can say that's where the 99 percenter was born out of. Uh, but they're a tough group of freaking guys, man. You know, you have all these uh, 1% clubs throwing on these diamonds now. I don't care if you just started one out in your own backyard, you're throwing on a 1% diamond. Uh, I wish, I just wish they would go up to some of these 99% clubs. They get the shit kicked out of them. You know, but things have changed. Things have changed. I have to admit it. I can't say it hasn't. I'm just not in the know. Whatever. Anyway, don't forget, right after this, get your butt over to MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com. We're going to have ourselves a funny show there with China Dow sitting right next to me right now, ready to come on the air. Boy, do we have some laughs, man. Uh, you got to listen to Friday night's episode. I had a game show on. You know, we were playing with her and her sister. Yeah, you're going to want to hear that episode. I can tell you, it got pretty crazy, man. China Dow's still sour, man, because she lost, but it is what it is. Anyway, man, I'll see you guys over there on the second half of this show and don't forget i'm going to be going over this subject that i started out with uh in a whole video on saturday get it get her done For something just a little bit wild. God! Now or never, here it comes. Take yourself on a journey into the unknown. Yeah! Are you ready? Attention! We came, we saw, we kicked it down! Hey! This is good stuff! I want to share something with you. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the second half of the show. Hopefully, you guys had a good weekend. I have survived. I have survived the two freaking bipolar bitches. And right now, I have freaking China Dow with me. Her one saggy boob says to the <laughs> other saggy boob, if we don't get some support, people will think we're nuts. It's the CEO and president of the Little Titty Committee, China now! <laughs> You're a dumbass. My boobs don't sag. They're too small. <laughs> that is a matter of contention right now. <laughs> They're too small to sag. I'm sorry. They, they just are. <laughs> I have to thank uh, Dark Horse, man. He's been sending me some kick-ass pics over in Discord, man. Everybody knows I'm a gearhead and shit. So he's been uh, sending those good ones. But I survived. That's what I should put on a t-shirt. I survived the bipolar viper bitches. You survived because you stayed away. Hell yeah, man. I'm smart. I had to work a lot. You antisocial motherfucker. I do not think I was antisocial. <laughs> You're antisocial. How is that? I was talking. And then you know what? You're lazy ass in bed and shit. Both of us were chilling. Yeah, uh-huh. What? Y'all mm. kept waking me up at like 6 in the morning, you loudmouths. Welcome to the freaking real world. No. My real world is 8 a.m. <laughs> 8 a.m. Yes, that is my real world. I don't get up until 8 a.m. So it's Monday. Monday fun day. 
How fun is Mondays? I don't think Mondays are fun. <laughs> are you still freaking uh, sour over losing that uh, game? No, I don't care. Whatever. Oh, bullshit. You were like last night, man. I lost it on a rubber. I know I lost it because of a condom question. What are condoms? Damn video, man. It went off. Now, there we go. Anyway, yeah, you lost that uh, first deal, man. So, you know, I think I'm going to name that game show the Hooligan, you know, Trivia. Yeah, because hour. the name you had was freaking weird. What? Spin on Hollywood's Pecker? You didn't like that? No. I liked no, it. I don't want to spin on your Pecker. Well, you know, you're in punishment, and, you know, your bipolar viper freaking sister added two more months onto your punishment. Because she walked around your truck touching it. She touched my truck, She's man. She's touching she it. She thought it was funny. Touch. Touch. And now you got to pay the price. Touch. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us about your weekend. What'd you guys do? All that good stuff. You know, they want to hear. We laughed so hard our faces and our ribs hurt. Yes, Is we that did. why you guys are, you know, you guys are ugly right now? Yeah, we're so ugly. Yes, you are. Because we were laughing so hard. We it, were, it was good to see you happy. I have to admit that. We did go to the bar. You know, she got a little tipsy, but, you know. I heard she fell on her fucking face. <laughs> she fell on her porch. <laughs> yeah, she go, it was wet. It's not because I was drinking. <laughs> wet my ass, man. I heard she was a slush. <laughs> she had a few. <laughs> And then she, you know what, uh, when she first got here and stuff like that, uh, you know, because she's a smoker of 420. Yes. And I handed her a freaking blunt, a white widow. You did. And boy, did that knock her ass off. She's like, I feel this shit creeping, man. (laughs) It was like she was getting all paranoid and shit. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what did Hollywood do here? You know, because, you know, she's used to her stuff. And I said, okay, screw this, man. We're giving her some White Widow. And I didn't mention it until after she started smoking it. And she was was like, woo! (laughs) She was out of it. Yep. So it's highly entertaining seeing two of you high. Yeah. As I sit there and just go, eh. Whatever. You know what? You're you're a boring partier. I got to admit that. You're boring. <laughs> Why? Because I didn't smoke weed and I didn't get drunk. You don't partake in anything. Yeah, I do. Life is about living. <coughs> I can have fun without it. You can have fun without it. Yes. You're not funny without it. I am, Well, yeah, I can. You know, once in a while you'll get something funny. funny, but, you I, know. I am funny. In your own mind. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness! How did the bar go? You know, I heard you had Danica Patrick's sister in there. That bitch. Now, Danica Patrick. If you don't know who that is, she was a loser race car driver. She never could win, but won at Indianapolis. But you said you'd bang her. I banged the shit out of her, man. I don't know if it was her sister for real or not, but that's what everybody was saying. Well, her sister does live here in Roscoe. Yeah. Well, if it is, she's snotty little bitch. Well, they all are when they got money. Yeah, she was talking to this dude that I was, like, giggling at that, like, had the Duck Dynasty beard that was the only one in the bar that had one. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, every time I want to start a beard, I I end up shaving it. I, I, I don't know what's going on here. You do it to yourself. I don't do it. Yeah, but, you know, I think I look prettier without one, don't you? Yeah, I still want to shave my head, but, you know, you said I'm growing it, so. Yeah, you have to grow it because you look like Andy, man. You look like a butch. I do not. You look like a bush. I look pretty. You look like look a like bush. I look like crap now because I can't do nothing with the hair. It's no wonder all these butch lesbians go after you. I know. I just had like six more of them follow me on TikTok. 
You know what? I really want to But I broke a thousand. I want to see you get taken advantage of no. by a bunch of butches. Not happening. I'd, I, you know no. what? I'd sit there and laugh my ass off. Never going to happen. Oh, come on. Never. You know, you're a lesbian. You know, you're by. You know, bisexual. You're a lesbian. No, that's Sergeant, that freaking uh, Sergeant traitor. Sergeant Grinch is a lesbian. Blow and go. Pound blow and go is what I say. Sergeant Grinch is a total lesbian. Yeah, you know what? We already had one defect, man. That sucks. I know. Sergeant Gr- Grinch is my buddy, the lesbian. And we hit a record last week on the uh, radio, didn't we? Oh, on Friday. Friday night, that was wasn't awesome. it? Was it Friday night or Friday? No, that was during the game. During the game show, Friday night. Yeah. It was awesome. How much did we hit? Over 25,000. Online, all over the country. That's why I love radio, man. I can do what I want. People can enjoy what they want to hear. It was amazing. And I don't have to be censored like them fucks over at YouTube. I know. Do you know how hard I got hit on Facebook, man? I can hardly fucking post over there. Getting flagged. Dude, it's like Zuckerberg, man. Get the dick out of your ass and stop being a prick. What a butthole. It sucks, man. It sucks. But I have some trivia for you or some questions. I want to interview you. Oh, shit. Because you're a boring bitch unless we're on uh, air. You know, she's funny on air, but afterwards it's like, dude, you crab-ass motherfucker, you. (laughs) It's like, you know what? I am. I'm going to get a camera and follow us around and show people just how much of a bitch you really are. Should have got me the other day. I was on Saturday morning when I got up. I was unmedicated Saturday. No wonder you're your bitch. <laughs> and my daughter, our daughter, she totally knew right when we picked her up I was unmedicated. <laughs> Without even saying anything. I didn't have to say a word. She already knew. I'm going to do a documentary on that. On me being unmedicated? A bi- Living with a bipolar <laughs> viper. <laughs> It'd be fun. You know, but I had two. You'd be bored. I do laundry. I had two of you guys here. (laughs) My dog's a fucking traitor. Not anymore. She came back. Yeah, she came back now, but my dog's a fucking traitor. She don't like it. She bit me. I know. (laughs) My pity, my girl, bit me. What the fuck was up with that? Serves you right. Don't tackle my sister. (laughs) Damn pit bulls. They'll turn on your ass in a heartbeat, man. (laughs) Serves you right, because girls stick together. Mm. Now, this should be an easy question for you. Okay. What's the question? If your job gave you a surprise three-day paid break to rest and recuperate, what would you do with those three days? What would I... What? I don't freaking know. You're a dumbass blonde. You know that? <coughs> You're really a dumbass blonde. You, you know take, why? Make you take me out on the bike for three days? No, 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 no. You just had three days paid vacation. You spent it with your sister. If I was her, I'd be pissed right now. Why? Because it said if your job gave you a three-day break, which you just had, Yeah, but and they didn't paid, just give it to me. I had to beg for it. Well, that's what happens. You've got to beg for everything in your life. I know, I do. Even <laughs> sex. I don't get that either. Well, you're two mon- more months on punishment now, uh, and I ain't kidding about it. She touched my truck. I told you guys, I'm don't go outside touch- and kick your truck. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no. You'll be living on the fucking street at that point. <laughs> so, what does it say? What do you mean, what does it say? The article! I'm just asking you, dumbass. I already told you. I'd make you take me out on the bike. 
I wouldn't even want you on my bike at this point. Oh my god, you're an asshole. I'll just ride on somebody else's bike for the rumble then. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm going on a bike, damn it. Okay. In the past, people were buried with the items they would need in the afterlife. What would you want buried with you so you could use it in the afterlife? And I'm not talking about your vibrator. Damn! That's where I was going to go with it. <laughs> I was going to say my new purple toy. <laughs> You're no, you know what? That's your new best friend, man. You know what? When uh-huh. you get around Hollywood, man, and you fuck up, uh, you know what? That's my punishment, see? I know how to fight back, you know, not like these other guys. I blow and go. I do me. But no, you know what, I'm trying to start a revolution here where people can actually take their balls back, but that great almighty freaking pink taco, it always gets them. So you want to know what I would bring with me? Yes. Okay. Toilet paper, (laughs) a face mask, and hand sanitizer. You see what I got to live with. I got to live with this. I would have said, you know what, three, you know, 20-year-old blondes, uh, some, uh, but no, not her. She's a dumbass. And she wonders why she has no titties, okay? Because they deflated. I cannot believe this shit. You are a boring-ass person, okay? You're killing me. And you wonder why I blow and go. Well, you already said I couldn't bring my vibrator, so that kills my vibrator, that kills my silver bullet. I can't bring any of my toys. I figured, why not? We'll just stick with the fucking trend with the damn toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and face mask. That was stupid. (laughs) I told you guys sometimes she's not funny. You know, I wish you guys would believe me. She's not funny sometimes. I thought it was funny. I don't care. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What's the next question? Okay. If you couldn't be convicted of any type of crime, you can be, what criminal charge would you like to be immune to? Murder. Why murder? Because I I got a list. (laughs) See, this is what I got to worry about. That's why I slept with one eye open this whole fucking time. All weekend, I'm tired. Because I had to sleep with one <laughs> eye open. It's what? because of that kind of thinking. What? You know, I'm at the top of your list, ain't you? No. Yo, bullshit. No, you're not. Who's at the top of your list? It's a tie. Okay. My birth mother. The mother that raised me. You got issues. I do. You do. You got issues. I got issues. You were mad at me because I opened my mouth. You know, Hollywood does, you know, this thing with opening his mouth too much. You know, I get, uh, you know, too frank with people. And it usually has to do with saying women are all freaking morons sometimes. You know, I know I got a lot of women listeners, and I'm sorry to say. But, you know, you guys got to get it uh, together for your men, man. We're having a, a, a real freaking problem here in society right now where women, they love giving men headaches. And, you know, they think they're above men. You know, they say, well, we're supposed to be equal. Equal my ass. I got a dick. You got a freaking pink taco. And the old man upstairs said in the Bible that men are above the women. So let's get this right. Hmm. What? 
You got me mad, man, because I couldn't get any sleep. Not my fault. Your your sister is pretty cool, I gotta admit, man. I love a 420 girl. I she's really do. Fun. Yeah, she is fun. Yes. She's fun. She's fun. So, as an old Perskin... Oh, now I'm an old Perskin. Yeah, you are, because, you know, your birthday's coming up. You're gonna be 48 years old. That's an old bitch. Yeah. I gotta What tra- am I getting for my birthday? I don't know. I gotta trade you in for a different model, man. <laughs> well, if you're trading me in, fair is fair. I'm trading your ass in. You can't do that. I already freaking said I'm trading you in. So how the hell are you going to trade me in trading if I'm you. already traded you in? I'm trading you in. Anyway. Whatever. As an old person, mm. what's some of the things you want to do as you're you're going into your golden years? What do I want to do? Yes. I want to get on the bike and steal your bike. And you can't even ride a fucking tricycle by yourself. I don't care. Last time I put you on a mini bike, and I'm talking one of them old ass mini bikes we had in the 80s and the 70s and shit. I flipped it and fell off. This bitch, ca- it's automatic. How do you do that? I went too fast. It is like I hit a curb. No, I didn't. You didn't. You can't even balance. And you know what? Even on a bicycle, you fucking fall. So did you. That's because you ran into me. <laughs> I ran into you. I know. I, I mean, I'm up down. there riding in front, and next <laughs> thing I know, the bitch hits me in the fucking rear tire. And you ate shit. And I ate shit. Almost I was like, what the hell is shit. this stuff? What? You almost And you sitting there crying, yelling, and all that shit, and it's like, dude, you hit me, motherfucker. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with your bipolar ass? I like so she can't fun. even ride a fucking bicycle, and she wants to ride a bike. Serves you right. You know what was funny? The other day we went to the marina and they have them fucking spiders or whatever the fuck they're called. And they were like... You the know, backward strikes? Yeah, the backward strikes. I was like, you That's know what? That's what I call them. Maybe I should get China down one of them. And then I thought... And then what did your son say? What did he say? Make sure you get a small one. A small one? But then I had to rethink my position because you're a dumbass and you know probably wreck on that too. Probably. I'll probably what is it, it with you with uh, bikes, man, and motorcycles? You can't do it. I don't know. You say I can't drive either, so what the hell? You know, there's a freaking million... Stick with the trend. <laughs> there's thousands of women out there that can ride a motorcycle and my dumbass picks one that can't even ride a bicycle. I can't do it. I can ride a bicycle. I just hit hit something on the... Yeah. I, yeah. That was just a bad day. Everything's a bad day with you. <laughs> when I fall down, <laughs> it's a bad day. <laughs> you know what? This woman... Every winter... I don't care what it is. Every winter... I fall and hurt myself. <laughs> she falls and busts her ass. Not this year. It's like, you don't know how to walk... <laughs> What the hell's wrong with you? You put one foot in front of the other, and you walk. It's and it's easy. What is the black ice I fall on? Because oh, I don't give pay me attention. That, don't give me that black ice bullshit. It is. It is not. Don't give me that black ice bullshit. It's your blonde, your dumb, and your face plant. I didn't fall this year. No, your sister did, though. I can't believe it. She, you know what? She bust her ass right on my deck. I, I looked at her. I'm like, did you hurt your knee? You drunk ass people, man. What's wrong with you? I was laughing. How was the bar anyway? Was it a good bar experience? What? Yeah, I didn't get called, bar. but also, you know. It's an, I mean, we went to Al's, but, you know. Yeah. In town. You know, because I had, you know what? I had a pretty bad seizure. We all talked about that. 
We were people watching. And I bass planted my ass and probably gave myself a concussion in this dumb bitch. Just uh, left you there. Just left me there. Yeah. And the next couple of days, I was having a headache and stuff, so I didn't go out with them. Uh, you wouldn't have anyways. I would have. I you think would I would have. No, you wouldn't have. You're not allowed to go to the bars. Not with me. You know what? You always have a problem with me going to the bars. Yeah, because the minute somebody comes talks to me, you're like... <laughs> That's because I'm a prick. Dirty looking. I do mugging. not do that. You do too, you mean mug. I do. That's my regular fucking face. You say that every time I come in in the mobile. I know. I'm like, you're, you're a bitch. I'm man. like, you're always mean mug. And you're like, that's my face. I'm like, I know. You're always, you got the permanent resting bitch face. So you're telling me that I'm ugly. Yeah, sometimes. Well, did you have you looking in the mirror there, Andy? I did when I was putting my face on this morning. I'm looking kind of, kind of homely. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. I don't care. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Got any more questions? Yeah, what's your cure for hiccups? I already know my cure. My cure for hiccups? Uh, I don't know. Hold your breath. Have somebody scare you. Or about, how about about uh, dump and go? I'll just dump some jizz in your mouth. Dude, I'd still be hiccuping. Nah, I got power sperm, man. It's yeah, I know you do, five it's, kids. It's a magical thing. Five kids. It cures a lot. Five kids. That's what they sperm. say. They say it's you a good... You sure that's all you got? They say it's good. I don't know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any more? I, I, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> do you, am I going to eventually see somebody, another sheriff, come to the door with papers? Nah, man, I haven't nailed anybody that young <laughs> lately. <laughs> Who knows? Just wondering. Oh, my goodness. But you know what? I'm a cowboy, man. I really am. I'm a cowboy. 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 Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts and fake press Find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot to pimp Then I'm a kid, rock it up and down your block Go with a bottle of scotch and watch lots of crotch Buy a yacht with a flag saying chillin' the most Then rock that bitch up and down the coast Give a toast to the sun, drink with the stars Get thrown in the mix and tossed out of bars Sip the you wanna, I wanna roam Find Motown, tell them who's a come back home Start an escort service for all the right reasons And set up shop at the top of Four Seasons Kid rockin', I'm the real McCoy And I'm headed out west somewhere Because I wanna be a cowboy, baby With a top left back and the sunshine shining Cowboy, baby West Coast chillin' with the Big boy, and let California ain't no one to call me cowboy, man. 
radio. But I love a good pee even more. Turn it up. And piss somebody off. Shake a leg and zip it up. Oh my God! Now or never, here it comes. Take yourself on a journey into the unknown. Yeah! Are you ready? Attention. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. And how you guys doing around the world? Man, that was some awesome stuff. Guess what I got? What do you got? From Japan, you know, we got the military bases over in Okinawa and all that stuff. Yes. And they sent me an email this morning. They love the show. Yeah. They got us playing in the barracks right now. Yes! How y'all doing? They got us playing in the barracks. That's some badass, man. And yes, guys, Howard Stern don't got shit on me, that freaking big bird looking motherfucker. <laughs> You know, he forgot his fucking roots, man. So he, you know what? I'd really love to fucking call his show one of these days, but you never know when he's on because he pre-records them now on Cirrus. Yeah, so I'd love to give that fucker some problems. I think it'd be fun. It would, but we got I the barracks over in Japan. I was like, hell yeah, man! I was like, fucking a. I could show him that I don't need to sit on a speaker to moan. Ooh, ouch! Damn, ouch! Mm, that's right. Ouch. Then we got Netherlands, Sweden. Uh, we got Europe lit up, man. Hey, Russia, man, you got to get Putin under control there, buddy, man, because he's moving troops and shit. I do not feel like a nuclear war, okay? I got too much to live for. I don't want to have to. You know what I said? If a nuclear war ever happened, I'd get me a bottle of Jack Daniels, I'd get high as fuck, and I'd sit on the front porch and watch fireworks. That's what I do. You'd actually bust out a bottle of Jack after the bad experience 24 years ago. If it's a fucking nuclear war, I don't give a shit at that point. You know when you drink, you feel froggy and you want to jump. It happens, but you know what? A nuclear war's happening. You know what? I'm right. We're right over by a freaking Byron, okay? It's a nuclear freaking plant, and they'll blow that shit up, and... I just want to watch the mushroom cr- cloud. Okay. I want to be like that dude in, uh, what was it? Uh, Can we naked wrestle in the front yard? That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's all going to blow up? Why not go down fun- having fun? I, I want to be like, what it was that, uh, Woody Harrelson or whatever in 2012 when the volcano blew up and he's just watching that shit happen, man, like nothing's going on. I broadcast it is what I do. I broadcast the nuclear war. I think it'd be a badass show until everybody's dead. <laughs> Naked Jello wrestling? I don't know. Hell yeah, man! Has to be orange Jello though. I love orange Jello. Fucking a, man. Uh, but anyway, we also, we you know, we started watching I Am Legend <laughs> last night, and I was getting nightmares from it. Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> I was really? getting a fucking nightmare last <laughs> night because I took the first shot of the COVID vaccine shit. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm always saying I was going to turn into some fucking vampire or something. And now I'm having nightmares because I put that fucking movie on. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's just a movie. Yeah, it's just a movie my ass. What? Next thing you know, I'm going to be freaking turning into a fucking vampire. I want Will Smith's dog. I'm talking about turning into a vampire and you're talking about a dog. I want his dog from that movie. You know what? I need another co-host, man. What? <laughs> His dog's amazing. 
Yeah, and the dog's amazing. I got to give you that. It's a German Shepherd. You always wanted a German Shepherd. And you said, I can't have one. No, I don't want no more dogs. Somebody send me a German Shepherd. I don't want no more dogs. Damn it. You'll be living outside with the dog. In your truck. (laughs) (laughs) What is it with you and fucking with my truck all the time? (laughs) It's fun. (laughs) <laughs> it's fun. It's like you don't even care if you're on punishment or not. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to argue with it anymore. <laughs> Pointless. <laughs> <laughs> so let's give our uh, audience, uh, let's talk about catfish. Let's talk about being catfished. Oh, being catfished? Yes. Or are we going to talk about actual catfish? <laughs> Because if we're talking about actual catfish, I'm just going to sit here and be quiet. You are a fucking blonde sometimes. So we're going to ca- talk about catfishing? No. What? Actually, that's going to be our other thing. Our other channel is where we do the Rock River Trail, man, our adventures. <sighs> that way I can actually get you doing something. Because, you, you know, we got to say something right here. i got to be honest with you. Uh, the standalone videos you do suck. No, they don't. They're nice. They suck. They're good. You're not entertaining. I'm hot. <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at the, these videos like, dude, what the fuck am I watching? I just wasted my fucking life on this. Fuck you. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> so I guess I'm not a good person to do videos by myself. Yeah, by yourself. You're not good. No, they all suck. And you wonder why you don't get fangirled. Hmm. You don't get fangirled. Hollywood gets fangirled. You don't get fangirled. Oh. Are you upset about that? No. Oh, bullshit. Every time I get fangirled, they don't even... What's going on with you? And you know what? You're the good-looking one. So now you're saying all my videos suck, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now she's going to be mad at me. <laughs> Remember that when you come up to me and go, I need a blowjob. I don't give a fuck. Oh, really? I don't care. Fuck you. Really? Go steal your son's pocket pussy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> now, nah. uh, well, what is that hashtag that you guys are trying to push? Pussy power. Or pussy something? control. Pussy control. Yes. You guys can't control your pussies. Nope, can't. It it goes to where it wants and who it wants. You guys are like sex fiends, man. I never thought. Uh, you know, in my life, I'd known women are more worse s- than we are. I can so go without. I have been since frickin' like November or December. You shouldn't hit my truck. Eh? Well, now you shouldn't make fun of me saying my videos suck. You gotta be a little more entertaining, that's all. Okay. You, you're like a robot. Okay. Stop being a robot. Okay, my videos suck. Anyway, catfishing. What is it? What is it? It's very dangerous. Now it, it, it's when you pretend to be someone you're not. Well, that's one thing. That's one yeah. way of looking at it. But I I worry about our elderly a lot. I really do. Why? Because you got a lot of these fucking scams that target the elderly. It's also called catfishing. Yeah. You know where they try to move in on them, and this can happen to anybody. Yeah, I can. It can happen to anybody. There's a lot of scammers in this world. You know, what is up with them people? Can't they just get a real job? You know, they always want to be playing gangster or something, trying to fucking take away from people. 
And I hate that shit. And it pisses me off because, the, you know, people, like, bust their ass to make the money that they have. And then you got the assholes out there that run fucking scams on people and take them for what they can. And then they leave them in the trash. And then they basically say, fuck you. I think that's a, a, a... Those are actually fucking on the same level as a fucking pedophile to me. You know, you know what would be funny, though? Catching on video the scammers that get busted. That would be funny. It would. But the problem is, you know, half the time they get... You know, it's a white-collar crime. So they really don't get punished much. No, they don't because, you know, it's very hard to prove. But if they're scamming, say, an elderly lady... Here's a person who worked all their fucking lives really hard mm-hmm. to build themselves a nest egg. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you got a schmuck that comes around and takes everything within a couple weeks. Yeah. And then the cops say, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Well, you can't sue them. Why? They probably have nothing to sue for. Because they're just taking all your stuff. You can sue for what they took from you, maybe. Uh, but there's no, there's no repercussions no, for people there isn't. like that. And because I think they're hard to prove, they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. Because you know, people nowadays have so much knowledge with the internet, and the older folks don't. And the older, yeah, exactly. And the older generation doesn't. I mean, I I can find what I need to find on the internet, but as far as some other, I'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I need help on the internet, I just have my son do it. Mm-hmm. Our son, because kid, the kid, the younger generation is smarter with that with all the computer knowledge and stuff. Right. Like if my phone's messing up, I hand it to Corey and be like, "Fix it," mm-hmm. <laughs> and he fixes it in like two seconds. But a lot of elderly people, and you know, they what? don't have people they to don't. help them like that. And there's a legal scam I cannot stand. And <laughs> you know what? It's bullshit. You know what I hate? Hmm. Getting those phone calls. We're calling about your extended warranty on your vehicle. Right, it's a scam. <laughs> but the one that I can't believe that it hasn't been shut down, you know when you get a license or uh, an insurance policy, a life one? Yeah. And, you know, you're dying and stuff like that. These companies come in and swoop in and say, hey, you know what, we'll give you so much uh, for your life insurance policy right now and they used it under uh, the guise hey you'll be able to enjoy the money now when you wouldn't be able to when you're dead and shit so say you got a hundred thousand dollar policy they're only giving you fifty fucking thousand for it if you're lucky and you're gonna and they're gonna get a hundred thousand where your relatives none of that stuff is but you do know what's funny what when they fucking live and live and live and they don't get the fucking return on their money but I think that's a scam that shouldn't be allowed right there. But going back to fishing, as far as how they develop everything and how you can watch out for yourself, because I got a lot of elderly listeners, a lot of them in their 60s, a lot of them in their 70s, old bikers and stuff. So they got to be aware of the process that it takes. And it says the number one thing you got to watch out for is when the relationship progresses rapidly. Yeah. When they're up in your shit, they're trying to play it off, and this happens with a lot of elderly people, with the people that come in. I've heard nurses doing this shit. All of a sudden, you know, you would have never thought that this person would befriend you, and they just move real quick. 
Now, on the other hand, they never show their face. Some, you know, there's that one incident, a nursing home shit, but on the other hand, they do it on the phone. And like you said earlier, you have these calls. Mm-hmm. Like the warranty bullshit. Mm-hmm. Or the IRS bullshit one. Or you get the ones about credit cards. Or the credit cards. Yeah. All that is is a scam because they're picking up your freaking information. And you know what sucks about it? They're getting your information from companies like fucking Facebook. You know Selling what? your personal shit. <laughs> you know what I like to do when I get those calls? Hmm. I like to answer them and go, what are you wearing? <laughs> you fuck with them I do I have fun mm-hmm. Especially when they're calling about like an extended warranty on my car Cause I don't even have a freaking warranty on my car Most of us don't So it's like You know cause I just have liability I mean whatever But it's like They call with extended warranties on your cars, so those are the most fun ones to mess with. But at the same time, if it was an elderly person... Well, yeah, because they don't... uh, They don't know. They don't know, but, you know, because some some people don't even know what kind of things they have on their vehicles, especially Mm. if it's, you know, I'm not knocking females, I'm really not, but if if their husband or their spouse took care of all that kind of stuff and had sadly passed away, a lot of times the woman, the you know, the one left doesn't know all the details of everything Mm. you know they don't know maybe they did have an extended warranty on their car they don't know Mm -hmm. i mean i probably wouldn't know if i had one but well you know what's worse is where they get the information is Facebook. facebook they sell our personal stuff yeah and the do not call freaking thing I'm no, sorry. I'm not but talking about do not call. I'm talking no, about the social media companies selling our shit. Yeah. That's bullshit. It is bullshit. And they, that's why they ask for your friends list and all that stuff when you do stuff. Well, that's like when you open up a website and it says uh, to, to act, what is it, that cookies thing? Yeah, cookies. I don't freaking touch that. Well, how I, I don't know about I don't know where that really what that really does. Well, how I get around that is through Roar. It's called. It's a different browser where they can't track you. Yeah, but it's you know it's different on a cell phone mm. than it is like working on your computer. Mm. And those apps, guys, those apps, they ask you for permission to get your shit. That's uh, why a lot of apps I won't. I'll be like, hey, there. People will be like, you should try this app, and then the minute they start asking for. If they can access your photos and your contact list, and like, I'm like, nope, I don't want that app. Right. <laughs> like, I don't want it. And they're asking too much info. Well, we're talking about social media. They're sparse, where you see if they say their company's XYZ, and you go look them up on social media, and they got like 50 fucking likes. Mm-hmm. Stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Stay away from it. And like you said, the do not call list. Talk about that. Well, me, it's like, I'm sure everybody at one time or another has put their phone number on the do not call list. Me personally, I had, I put mine on the do not call list a long time ago. I've had the same phone number for years. I found that I got way more calls after putting my name on that list, just saying, Mm -hmm. than before I had it on that list. Mm Mm-hmm. Which pisses me off. Because the whole concept of putting your name on the do not call list is to not get any more damn calls. Right. Now it's like I get more. 
mean, I'm lucky because the phone I have tells me it says potential spam when calls come through that I don't know. But then you got our son who likes to grab my phone when those come up, <laughs> and he answers. Well, there you go. <laughs> you stab him, we slab him. You know, he's all over the phone. <laughs> People ask for money. Yes. Don't ever give them any money, especially if it seems too good to be true. That's where they get these elderly people. If you're going to give money to someone over the phone, make sure it's family. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, guess what? You can't even trust them. Right, because a lot of them will have this elaborate story shit. They go all into this elaborate story, and next thing you know, people are freaking handing over tens of thousands of dollars. And these investment people are the biggest one. Watch out for these fucking investment people. Well, and then you got to watch it too. Even like, it, okay, like I have, I have creditor. I have a creditor that likes to bug me, and it's from the hospital. Mm. But how do I know it's really from the hospital? Yeah, you don't. So they're like, "Well, can we take care of this today?" Nope, because I don't give that information over my phone. Fucking a. Sorry, I am not. Never. Can you pay anything? Nope. Why not? I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful out there, guys. Be careful. Be careful who you give your info You're damn to. Damn right. When we come back from this break, a real girlfriend versus an, an online girlfriend. <laughs> Spicy shit, man. Hey. Have you ever heard of that? We'll talk about that when we come back from the break, man. Okay. Weird shit going on. Weird shit.
Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Don't forget to pick up your copy of Brotherhood and Betrayal. It's kicking ass. The 16th, it says I should have my first shipment in for signing up that books for you. And we'll give you more information as that comes out. Uh, before I get to the Real Girlfriend versus Online Girlfriend segment, we have another shooting in Minneapolis. The National Guard has been activated of uh, a police shooting of Dante Wright. Uh, there's been a curfew that uh, has been imposed. There was looting and riots. What is it when somebody gets shot, you got to loot a freaking business? I don't see what they're trying to prove with that, to be honest with you. That pisses people off and makes them look stupid. Now, I can see freaking kicking the shit out of some freaking cops, but not rioting and not looting a business. You know, that's just, oh man, just leave the businesses alone. They didn't do nothing. Leave and, it alone. And it don't make them look good. No, it makes them look even more stupid than they already do. You know, because this kid, uh, let's see here, uh, it was a 20-year-old, and it happened in the city of Brooklyn Center in Hennepin County. Uh, they in, uh, imposed a uh, curfew by Brooklyn Center Mayor Mike Elliott. Uh, quote, our entire community is filled with grief following today's officer-involved shooting of Dante Wright, the 20-year-old young man. Our hearts are with his family and with all those in our community impacted by the tragedy. While we wait additional information from the BCA, who is leading the investigation, we continue to ask uh, members of our community gathering to do so peacefully. Uh, yeah, you know... <laughs> Peacefully, people, you know. But no, man, they had tear gas, everything going on. And, of course, Antifa is rushing to the fucking scene. But when you see these looter videos and stuff, it's like, man, you're making all blacks look bad. Yeah, especially because most of the time the stores that they're looting are... Or African-Americans, because people are pissed that I say that. ...are owned by their same race. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. And then we had the officer uh, accused in that force uh, against a black army officer. Uh, I guess he was fired. Tomorrow, see, I was going to do this Saturday, but I think I'm going to do it tomorrow about uh, police excessive force, the laws, and if you can defend yourself and stuff. But these people are just shooting out of nowhere, man. Put them away. Put the guns away. What? Peaceful. I mean, peaceful. Why, 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 if they're going to say they're going to have a peaceful protest, why doesn't it remain peaceful? Why did that guy get carried away? I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is the police shooting all the time. Can't you stop them before you use a gun? I don't know, man. Tase them. Well, tase them, yeah, but that don't even work. But I'm going to be doing that uh, video tomorrow, guys, for the first (laughs) segment of the show. Sad state of affairs happening right now, man, all over this country. 
But uh, you know what? I had to talk about this subject. There is actually guys out there that have real girlfriends, mm-hmm. and then they have online girlfriends. <laughs> How the hell does that even work? Sexting. What is sexting? I never got into Pornographic it. texting. What is wrong with you? I don't text a lot. No, you don't. You don't even know how to send an emoji. I don't even know what the point of emojis are. Funny faces and stuff. Okay, again, what are the, what's the point of them? They're cute. Cute. Uh-huh. That's why you like send little them, kissy faces and cute. stuff. Oh, they're so cute. Little hearts. Aww. They're cute. But I guess a guy is in trouble with his real girlfriend because she says he has an online girlfriend. How does that even work if the online girlfriend... How can there be jealousy there? If the online girlfriend's like uh, half a country away or some shit. And how do you know it's really an online girlfriend? (laughs) It could be a guy. (laughs) What? A lot of times with the online things, you don't know what they look like. They just send you pictures. How do you know it's them? It's kind of like catfishing. Well, they got the video chatting and stuff. Oh, well, if if they've gotten as far as video chatting, then, you know, I get it, but... Now, is that still considering an online girlfriend if they're video chatting and doing sexting or whatever it's called? If they're video chatting, they could be doing a lot more than... a lot more. Well, what can Mm. they be doing over the fucking camera? That a real Really? That a real girlfriend is getting jealous. Um, well... Or is that real girlfriend just a prude? She a prude. (laughs) In my opinion, she approved. My wife. So a lot of things you can do video chatting. Uh huh. Can watch each other play with each. You can play with yourselves. I mean, that's okay. That's but highly that entertaining. That don't turn into a girlfriend boyfriend deal. Well, maybe to some it does. Are you shitting me? Some people go and actually think that that's the girlfriend. Yeah. Are they that homely? It's possible. I mean, if they've got a real life girlfriend. Uh huh. Maybe there's things that they can't talk, that they don't feel comfortable talking about with someone, and they can talk it with their online girlfriend. I don't know. That's just as bad as some of these broads that actually freaking write these death row inmates. It's like, and then some of them take it as far as marrying marrying the motherfucker. (laughs) It's what are you thinking, man? They're in there for life. You're going to marry them. Why? And they're going to be put down like a dog. And you ain't going to have nothing anyways. They're not leaving nothing behind. They don't have anything. That's just some weird shit, don't you think? People are crazy nowadays. Yeah. I don't know if it's because the internet, we hear more about it than we used to. That's exactly why. It's like you hear some weird ass shit, man. Yes, 100%. Stuff that you'll sit there, you'll shake your head, say, what the fuck is wrong with you? They start out as pen pals, and it goes much, much further. So pen pals yeah. is the new online deal. No, well, that's, you know, I mean, you're talking about, you were talking about people writing inmates, and that starts out as pen pals. Mm, but no, I'm talking about, you know, uh, does it turn into online, actually, girlfriends? Do they, like, bitching ch- each other out on the uh, line? What? I don't know. I don't have one. Well, I'm asking. That probably... Is that what would happen? I mean, if um, but if they have an actual girlfriend, I, I mean, they're just they want to cheat, but <laughs> they consider this not cheating, in my opinion. But do you do well, you consider that cheating? 
if if there's an online girlfriend, yeah, then no. Would you actually discuss this with the online girlfriend? Discuss what? I didn't even know there was such thing as an online girlfriend until I seen this. Well, it's not just girlfriend. There's online boyfriends. There's online whatever. Uh huh. I mean, if it's online, you're not physically doing anything. You're not having physical contact. So how the hell would that be cheating? Very true, man. I thought it was just me that was stupid. But some people, I mean, I'm sure the like, some people would consider it cheating. But it's like you're not physically doing anything. Well, I thought we'd get you know we came so far evolution in our sexual deal that people would actually. See, the French are cool. The French are open about their shit. They love sex. And I don't think they'd get all butthurt over freaking a dude freaking texting or sexting, whatever you call it, online. I don't think they would. But here in America, what the hell is wrong with you women? It's not just women. Men do it, too. Well, you know, know, true, but why get upset about it? I wouldn't. Say you're living in California, and he's uh, texting, or he has an online so-called girlfriend in Florida, and they're never going to meet, well, you know, so why get pissed off about it? You never know. If things don't go well with his actual girlfriend, they could make arrangements to meet up. Now, there is a situation where I would worry <laughs> if I was them. What's that? And this is done all over the time. It's done all the time. What's that? Say he's a pilot or say he's a truck driver or something that takes him on the road. At that point, I'd be a little worried because he can be living a double life at that point. Well, yeah. You know, we've all heard on their jobs. We've all heard the stories where a guy had another family that nobody even knew about. Yeah, that's usually on Lifetime. Yeah, those are pretty cool fucking movies. I know. We used to watch those all the time. Yeah, there was there was one movie that we actually did watch on Lifetime, and it was said it was based on true events uh-huh. because a lot of them on that channel are based on true events. And the, it was, he he for his job he would travel all the time, so he had his wife and kids in one state, and another family in another state. So at that point, I'd be worried. Yeah, if, uh, if I was the broad. Yeah, I think you'd have to be more concerned depending on the job. That the other person has. Mm-hmm. But I think if, you know, they work from home or they have a job close to home or whatever and they live in, you know, like you said, California and they're talking to somebody in Florida, what are the odds that they're actually going to get together? Right. Slim. Mm-hmm. You know, unless, you know, you never know. Very like, true, man. Know. But it's like I personally would never consider that cheating because it's just talk. Mm-hmm. And it's, watching. It's just talk. It's And then if you're on video, you're just observing. You're not physically touching. You're not physically doing anything. So and talk is talk. People talk. Talk is cheap. There you go, man. But you know what, man? I, you know what? They're pretty gangster, them motherfuckers who got families all over the place, and they don't t- they don't get caught, man. They're pretty gangster, man. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, that is the show for today. It was a good one, man. Hopefully, you guys appreciated it and uh, enjoyed it. Don't forget uh, the book. Get your copy of Brotherhood of the Trail. Read my chapter. Don't read the rest. Just read my chapter.
Man, go screw off. <laughs> Just kidding. Read the book. It's good. Anyway, man. And you know what? Talking about gangsters, I got to play this song for all you gangsters out there that have families everywhere else. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Take a look on my life, I realize there's nothing left Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that Even my mama thinks that my mind is gone But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking Or you and your homies might get lined in chalk I really hate to trip, but I gotta low as they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke Fool, I'm the kind of G the little homies wanna be Like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light Watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Got my tan in my hand and the gleam in my eye. I'm a looked out gangster, set tripping banger. And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger. Fool, death ain't nothing but a heart. Be away, I'm living life. Do or die, what can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24 the way things are going? I don't know. Tell me why are we so blind? They say I gotta learn, but nobody's there to teach me If they can't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can, I guess they won't, I guess they front That's why I know my life's out of luck, fool Been spending most of their lives